Welcome to Gamers Cafe, where I bring you all the gaming news with my opinions as well, because that's what you really want to hear. I mean, you can get news anywhere, but my opinions are, you know, one of a kind. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with it. Well, it looks like everybody, Comcast is monthly data caps. That's right. Instead of 250 gigabytes, give me one terabyte. Yay! But, I mean, that's... That's all considering that right now it may actually, you know, be okay. But in the future with 4K and 8K eventually coming right after 4K, it's probably not going to work too much, especially if you are using VR as well. That's a lot of data going through. And if you have more than one uh, smartphone or tablet going through, plus all your computers, it's not going to look pretty with uh, the amount of data that you're going to be streaming through. So I'm never for this. FCC is not for this. Most people are not for this because data caps really just help the business, not the customer. It never helps the customer whatsoever because you're paying for it. They do have a unlimited, quote-unquote, that's $50 instead of 35 because raising it is reasonable but this is unfortunately what comcast does comcast doesn't really care about its customers whatsoever and why should it because it doesn't need to at all it's weird that way it really is i kind of wondering why why people buy comcast but then i also understand that sometimes you just don't have a choice and you just have to go with them because they are the only game in town and that's the reason why they can do data caps i would love to see more more competition between them so it would help us gamers and everybody else on the web as well because we use the web a lot i think they know this too that's why they do this stupid stuff all right fallout 4 yes the ever popular survival kind of not really because it's a little bit easy uh game of walking through the wasteland has finally unveiled survival mode yes that's right it leaves beta and now it's live for everybody so that means that monsters have increased damage there's a disease so you can actually contract a disease uh there's hunger and thirst and there's a need for sleep and it also removes fast travel that's right you have to plan out your travel to make sure you can get there without dying from sleep deprivation hunger thirst or being killed by a monster or a disease yes it'll be quite hard but on top of that, modders will be able to get, you know, get into it because the creation kit is in open beta. Yes, finally it's in open beta. Finally, the modders will be able to dig into this game and make it even better than it already is. I mean, just look at Skyrim. Skyrim is great because of this kit. And so it's finally coming. Finally. We can see better mods. Ooh, it's going to be fun. I don't know about you console people, but PC gamers... I've always loved and, you know, done mods. It's, it's a great thing about games that we can get because uh, modders can add it to the game that maybe the developers took out or didn't have enough time doing. They could also, rub, you know, do some unofficial patches to help run the game smoother. There's a lot of different things. So it's, it's, all, it's all great. All right. There was a rumor announced that uh, Call of Duty's new game will be called infinite war 
or Infinite Warfare. I think it was Infinite Warfare. But anyways, hmm. Yeah, Infinite Warfare, I mean, seriously, we know because you come out with one every single year. So it is Infinite Warfare. But the interesting thing is, is that it may actually come with a remastered version of what started it all, which was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which was probably one of the best Call of Duties, and most people say one of the best Call of Duties they ever made because it started everything that we have now and that is still i think held up to one of the best especially that since you can actually mod it and people have modded that thing like crazy they've added a star wars mod where it changes it to star wars where you can shoot lasers and probably have a way better time than battlefront yes battlefront is an okay game that i just never play anymore because it got old after a while but yes, it it is confirmed that it will have the newest one, remastered version of Call of Duty 4, which will be interesting to see what they actually do with it and how they will modernize it. All right, uh, there's news about No Man's Skies, which is coming out in June, June 21st to be exact, that there is going to be really no story. It's all about exploration, which I kind of figured out through all the... Trailers, cutscenes, or whatever else to get my hands on. There was going to be no story. There doesn't need to be a story since there's billions upon billions upon billions of planets and the AI can keep on creating planets. There is absolutely no need for an actual story cutscene type of a thing. Which is actually kind of great. You can go explore and, you know, live out the Star Trek dream of boldly going where no man has gone before in a game. Uh, and... You know, finding creatures, name the creatures as well. Ha, uh -huh, new planets, all this other fun stuff that that doesn't really actually need a story. Like stories are great when they're actually needed, but these aren't really actually needed per se because there's just no reason for it. If this game is purely about exploration, just go. You're a person exploring the universe. Have fun, and let us have fun. Because we'll figure out things to do on our own. I mean, that's that's how most games are anyway, especially with open world. And this is just kind of unshackling you from maybe a terrible story. Because some open world games have not very good stories. I'm talking about Fallout 4. Not very good. Great game. Bad, not a very good story. But this is what I kind of like. I'm excited to play it. I will be reviewing this because it comes out in June, thank God, and not May. The extravaganza of gaming coming out. It's like the summer blockbuster, but for gaming. But usually it, that's November, but now, nope, it's May for some odd reason this year. All right. Someone on Reddit posted a picture about Doom single player, and they kind of come out and said, yep, this is what it is. They also played a little bit of Doom single player that will actually have some little Easter eggs for, you know, the old gamers like me and other people that played Doom 1, 2, mainly Doom 1 and 2 because Doom 3 kind of went along with the other ones, but it was a little bit more linear. But we'll have some Easter eggs of, like, Marine Helmets, some of the other, like, nods to the old games and such. Also, what interesting is, is that when you die, you, a marine helmet will drop and you can see and your friends can see where you kind of died and go, ha ha, you didn't get very far. You're not very good, ha ha, if they really want to. Also, it seems like uh, 
ID has not beaten the hardest level on Doom. Uh, the hardest level on Doom is called Ultra Nightmare, and what it brings is that uh, there's permadeath. That means that once you die, you have to start over again. All over again. There is no save. It just goes back to the beginning, which would be interesting because it's probably going to be super duper hard and it's probably going to get a lot of people excited about this because there is a campaign. It's going to take you about 13 hours, probably on normal difficulty. So I would say times it by two or three for the highest difficulty because you have to start over, over and over again until you figure out how to best beat everything. So it'll be a lot of trial and error. Should be interesting to see if I actually really would like to play it or not. I mean, I actually like to play it because, I don't know, hardest difficulty. I'd probably just throw in a rage and be like, ah, I can't do this. Why? Permadeath is terrible. Uh, all right, there is an interesting um, data point gra uh, graph about from Steam Spy about game sales. Now, game sales have actually been down a little bit over the over the course of a year. Um, total revenue in two, April 2015 was $550 million. And uh, this, this month, it is so a year from to April 2015-2016 was total revenue was $365 million. Uh, average price was about $11.32 for April 2015. April 2016 is $9.90. Uh, average discount was 11.09%. Average discount for this year was 12.49%. So it, it's a really interesting thing to say that there's more games coming out, but most people aren't buying them. Now, the average user score is up just a smidge from 73.85% uh, to 73.89%. And average meta score is is up as well. And actually, no, it's down. Excuse me. It's actually down. It's, it was 72.91%. Now it's 72.26%. So there must be more games coming out that are not as good as well. Also, total copies sold is down by oh, more than... 10 million, uh, 10 million. So people aren't buying as much as they used to. Now, is this for market saturation? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Steam has been around for quite a while now. I think 2002 was the first time we got a crack at it and hated it like crazy. Uh, but it looks like from what Steam Spy has gathered that it looks like we're going towards market saturation. And it, you want know to be honest with you, it's not a big surprise. It's been around for a while. It's a very robust system. People love it more than they love uh, Origin or uh, Uplay. But to be honest with you, they're actually better than <laughs> Origin and Uplay. Now, uh, GOG's Galaxy is actually pretty good. I, I actually recommend that one. But the other two, I don't like as well. So it should be interesting to see what the year after will bring and if it actually tumbles or goes back up and to see the difference if in the market because there are more games coming out but then people aren't buying as much as they used to which means that we either really look at what the games are buying now or there's not as many good games coming out which could be actually both you never know
All right. More bad news for the division. Yes, the division, which I kind of just stopped playing because why play it anymore? It's not that fun. It's kind of boring. It's the same thing over and over again. And you want it should have been better than what it is right now. To be honest with you, they didn't they didn't really do a good job of mixing things up. It became the same thing, especially Endgame. It was the same thing over and over again. Yes, they brought in some new things like Incursion, Supply Drops, but still, I mean, it's not that good. And uh, there's a lot of cheats, hacks, glitches through it as well. Uh, and a, veter a veteran network programmer that has worked on Titanfall and Sony as well has said that if they are using a network that kind of just trusts the client or the user, then there's going to be, it needs to be a complete rewrite because uh, the servers are just basically trusting whatever they're, they're getting from the user is correct. And that's what's causing a lot of these cheats. And it shouldn't. It actually should not be a, a trusted client network model because it, it, basically says, oh, you're not going to cheat, so we're just going to take everything that it says, everything you say from your computer as, well, it's trusted, so we can't really go against this. What actually happens is that it needs to be server-side where they kind of do a lot of checks and balances through the data they get so they can make sure that it's actually not, someone's not cheating. Now, they're not going to do this, and the veteran network programmer says that if this is true and they're using this, it just needs a complete rewrite. Now, I'm more inclined to believe him than what Massive is doing because of so many glitches and cheats have been going on that they just need to completely rewrite it. And it's going to suck if they don't actually address this a lot sooner than later. And it doesn't feel like they're doing it. It feels like they're just kind of ad hocing, going, oh, we need to make this harder, so we're going to double the amount of crafting materials that you need to do to craft it because reasons uh or basically making drops not very good anymore where you just get blues greens and purples but you want golds instead and it just gets one of those things where it's like why am i playing this game anymore this game isn't really that great i want to go play something else because why why should why do i want to play this game when there's a lot of better games out there that's, that's my feeling about it. There's a lot of other games out there, especially in the month of May. I think uh, Division player population is going to dip. It might dip quite significantly if they don't figure out a way to make this game fun again. Because to me, it's not that fun. To me, after I beat the story and played Dark Zone for a while, I was like, I have no reason to play this game anymore. It's just over and over again. I actually, I actually uninstalled it because I was like, uh, I'm so bored of this game. So I I agree with the, the veteran network programmer saying that don't do client trusted client uh, servers or architecture for that because it's not going to work and you can find ways of cheating the system through that. And they need to do a way of being server side and then checking out what is the client doing because never trust the client because the client's not always going to be truthful. Right. All right, Deus Ex, the newest one, Mankind Divided, has they finally brought out a new video and it looks awesome. It has uh, better and upgraded augments from the first game. I love the first game. The first game was top notch. It kind of brought back to the old Deus Ex feel, not the second one, which was awful. 
but this is a this is the sequel to the prequel. So you play Adam Jensen again, and you are kind of a part of uh, Interpol trying to figure out what's going on with this secretive augment group that, well, may or may not be good or bad. But however, there is an apparent augmented apartheid because of the events of last game where millions of people died. And so obviously people are upset and are questioning augmented people. And so... Adam Jensen, part of Interpol, and his team, his team doesn't really trust him because he is an augment, and so there's going to be some interesting thing that's that's going to go, that's going to be about it. Um, some of the cool augments I see is your little sword can it can explode too. That's actually kind of cool. So you can do that. It, you throw it down, and it'll explode. Uh, some other stealthy things about as well. Uh, your arm actually kind of becomes a gun too. Uh, mostly just a gun that you can kind of knock out people. It also it also shows you two different ways of going gun blazing and killing people or going the stealthy way. I like going the stealthy way usually because it's more fun and it's harder to actually do that. I'm not saying that the gung-ho way isn't as fun too, but it's kind of fun to like figure out like where to go, who to, who to knock out and have the least amount of kills and do it that way as opposed to like killing everybody in sight. But like I said, it's up to you now. I'm pretty sure they're not gonna uh, hinder you from doing the guns blazing as they did at the first game. The first game they really wanted you to actually stealth more so you got more points for that. But I'm hoping that they do it, they make it more balanced where you can go guns blazing and still get the same amount of experience points as not doing it. I'm really excited to see where it actually goes with it and the way you can change uh, your weapon on the fly too. And I mean your weapon modification of silencers and all this other stuff. Also with uh, the new augments, especially kind of like the little shield that you get that makes you kind of look like a, makes you look like a polygonal character. I'm super excited for what's gonna happen, especially with the new augments that are gonna come about with this as well as the upgrade way of doing stealth. Uh, part of your weapons are can be either lethal or not lethal the exploding little sword arms looks awesome as well just a lot of great and interesting things that are going to come about this i'm super excited and august 23rd cannot come soon enough because i want to really want to play this so many good games coming out it's great and that leads me into my thing and to what games you should be looking forward to this month and well the end of the next two days because April's almost over, but also next month. Now, if you are really, really looking to play a Command Conquer type game again, 8-Bit Army is really, really great. It actually is very close to what the original Command Conquer felt like, and it's relatively cheap. It's about 15 bucks for the game. Uh, now, it's really limited. Uh, there's not really different sides. Anything you play will have the same units, so it's not going to be like Allied versus Soviets or uh, Nod versus uh, G GDC. Uh, it's not going to be anything like that whatsoever, so every side has the same units. But I kind of like as called 8-Bit Army because it does. it is very 8-bit looking. Uh, you collect uh, ore or resources. Uh, the trucks are called harvesters. You have guys, you have uh, uh, riflemen, rocket launchers, helicopters, two different types, one type of tank. And 
just different types of um, turns. So you have the Gatling gun and the rocket launcher as well. You also have nukes. Nukes are in there as well. And it still brings about if you build more than one barracks or war factory or or air control factory, uh, it'll basically make train the guys a lot faster too. So it, it is very Clan Conquer like. I highly recommend it if you want to check it out as well. Now for May, uh, I would I would say Overwatch is going to be really anticipated and looks really fun. Battleborn as well. I'm actually going to do a comparison video hopefully on that and also talk about the comparisons between both of them. So I'm actually going to play both of them too. Uh, the open beta comes out for uh, Overwatch uh, in the beginning of this month, so very, very soon. And, well, Battleborn actually comes out at the beginning of this month, too. Do I'm looking forward to. Uh, I would, and that's what I'm going to be reviewing, too. I would be doing a Total War Warhammer, but it's just too many games coming out right now. Homefront's coming out, and I thought it was interesting, but I just really have no interest in playing that. I'm trying to not play too many different first-person shooters, which can actually be really difficult because most of them come out as first-person shooters. So I'm really looking forward to those three. Those three are the, I'm going to be reviewing, uh, especially uh, Battleborn and Overwatch, see the differences between them and see which one people will like and which one people will gravitate to because they're both a little bit different from each other. But they're both really good. I played the open beta for uh, Battleborn, and I actually liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was really mostly well-balanced. Uh, there were a few characters that were a little overpowered, but beyond that, it was pretty well-balanced game. Uh, there's single-player, there's multiplayer, uh, there's a wide array of cast of players as well. It's just a really well-done game from the people that brought you Borderlands. So... I mean, why not? It, it is a little humorous. I didn't find everything that said humorous, but it, it is a little humorous that the, especially the Moab type uh, game mode, kind of the big robots talk to you and they have different little sayings of like, man, I saw that you got robbed and that type of thing. So I'm actually looking really forward to that as well. Now, moving on to reviews, I did play the newest Hitman episode two, and I thought it was a lot better than the first one. First one, Paris was was pretty good. It's pretty big uh, building, a lot of things to do, but I just felt like I was really confined to that building. With this one, you're in Italy, and it's more of a little island, and you can go and explore it all. Yay! It just really feels like a more open-world experience. With the first episode, it was all right. It wasn't bad, but I just felt like I was kind of very contained into a mission-type thing with... With the newest one, it feels like I have a lot more room to do it. It's also a little bit harder as well. I thought Paris was a little bit easier to actually do everything. Uh, so I highly recommend uh, Hitman Episode 2 because it's actually really, really fun. And I think you guys will actually really enjoy it, especially if you enjoy the Hitman series. It is looking like it's going to be a really great uh, series coming out because of Episode 2. And what Episode 2 has done differently from the first one is... Kept it, made it a little bit bigger, made uh, more of different obstacles intriguing and making you think a little bit more on how to actually plan out your attack as well. Uh, always looking for the different route and always making sure that you are, well, mostly unnoticed. Uh, I try to do that my best I can and try to be a ghost and have people not really see me very much. Plus, the replayability of missions makes it a little bit more interesting as well. Uh, so I give it a 
good brew because of the island experience, uh, the way it basically makes it feel like more of an open world than the first one, uh, the interesting layout, and just the different missions you can play with it as well. I'm looking forward to what uh, episode three is going to come about. So if you are looking for a stealthy, do what you want type of a game, this is this is this is for you, especially episode two. Episode two is the one to look out for. All right, guys, that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Join me tomorrow when I actually do. Uh, a look back on this month. I was going to do Digital Coffee on Tuesday, but decided to actually do the end of this month just to change it up a little bit and spice it up. So join me for that tomorrow. Uh, also, if you want to follow Digital Coffee, follow on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, Facebook at Digital Coffee, Google Plus Digital Coffee, uh, YouTube at Digital Coffee Podcast, and Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast. I am also looking to... you know, to make shirts and coffee mugs for you guys to actually buy too. That's why I have a store up from a thing that actually isn't well announced yet because I'm still trying to like figure out prices and try to make it relatively cheap for myself so I can, you know, bring the price down so you guys can buy quality stuff at lower prices. Anyways, that is what's coming up for me as well. Also, uh, subscribe to iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Tune, uh, tune in as well. I'm on all those, so please subscribe and tell your friends as well if you like these. Also, one more thing. If you like this podcast so much, I really think you should support me on Patreon. So just think about it a little bit. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye.